Podcast, the home of all things race, religion, and culture. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another Monday in June, hot in the summer. We going in one more time. Got a good show for y'all this morning. Good show. So get your coffee, get your bagels. Hey, go and drop that cash app and let's get it in. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Stephanie Podcast, the home of all things race, religion, and culture. Thank y'all for my supporters, for everybody who's out there who subscribed, who has supported, who has shared the show. I want to take a moment to talk about military service today. I'm not sure that I've done a show about this before that gave my own take. I did have Nicola Hurst on here, and she did a show that was called The Aftermath of Military Service. So if you haven't had a chance to hear that episode yet, then you should. Get over to the podcast, stephanera.com, and listen to that show because it was a really, really good show. But recently I had the opportunity to collaborate and participate with the Harris Collective. My brother takes military clothes and repurposes them to make them cool to wear again, to say the least. He has a beautiful family, um, awesome wife, awesome baby girl, and they are all talented. And and they have an artist space. So if you're in Carson the next few days, uh, a few weeks, then you should go over there and drop by and check him out. He really did a great job. And if you want more information on him and his projects, then hit me up or, you know, talk to Uncle Google, you know, go to LinkedIn, whatever. I'm sure that he and his wife is not hard to find at all. At one point in our show, we were invited to come up and kind of answer a few questions on our veteran service. I was up there with two Navy men and a Marine who wanted to let the world know. (laughs) And remember that he was a Marine. Real cool guy, though. Real cool guy. All black brothers, um, all great men, all respectful, uh, beautiful black men. All of them, each and every one of them in their own way, was very um, amazing, talented, humble, super, uh, great audience of people. Uh, We were asking questions. Um, However, we, we only got to not even scratch the surface on what it meant to be us and to have our experiences. So I wanted to do a show that quickly talks about a little bit of those things and my military experience, right? And fair warning, uh, this is not going to be a pro-military patriotic show. So if you are in that camp, then this is not for you, family. This is not for you, right? So off the top, one point of advice that I have for people considering military service, for kids coming out of high schools, feeling patriotic, for those who are wanting to defend Ukraine, and be a protector and hero and all that. No, that's it. That's my off the tip point of advice. No, don't do it, period. Right. I think that was quite easy to understand, don't you? So, you know, there are some advantages to military service. Right. But overall, I think the cons outweigh the pros in this situation. I will not let my own children ever join the military unless they literally have no other options in life to survive Um, or to become whatever it is they want to become. If I just can't make it happen no other way and they have no other access, they got to be at at the last bottom rope wits end before they join the military. The military is a machine, and you are just a cog in that machine. And when you are injured, when you are hurt, when you are damaged, then they just spit you out and they replace you with another one. It's really that simple. It's the epitome of a toxic relationship, right? As long as you serve me, and do what I want you to do, then I love you. But the moment you are weak, you are fragile, you are broken, you are hurt, even if I caused it, then you are no good to me any longer, and I must discard you. They advertise things like service, honor, country, duty, 
you know, being a hero, being a tough guy, traveling, going to school, having a place to live, healthcare, all those things. But they never tell you the flip side of everything because if they did, it would crush that vision, uh, that dream, that reality of how they want to be perceived and what you would think they actually are. When you hear military service, no matter what branch, Marines, Army, Air Force, etc., I want you to hear this. PTSD, cancer, loss of limbs, loss of life, undervalued, devalued, unappreciated, corruption, politics, abuse, immorality, false heroes, suffering, sacrifice, and throwaways. You know, some of the little commercials they have on late night TV, and they'd be like, hey, you know, take some Predica or whatever, you know, uh, uh, side effects include, you know, this is exactly what the military is, right? Hey, be a hero, you know, be a soldier, serve your country. Side effects include, you know, side effects include. That's exactly what and how this is, right? So that's what you really are given. And that's what really happens to you, what what really becomes of you, you know. Oh, I forgot to mention possible homelessness and struggles with your career and life as you try to readapt to a life that you have been separated from because of your military experience. Bottom line is that you are a mess and will continue to become a mess. You have no idea what you are going to be exposed to, how it will affect you. And on top of all that, you will have to fight for what they owe you, 100%. When you sign up for the military, you essentially become their property. You are property of the U.S. government. And they can use you as test subjects for whatever drug, whatever virus, whatever pandemic, whatever it is they want to test out on human population or human test subjects. Guess what? You are the cattle. And you will be shot up with the things that they want to put up with you and not even tell you what they're doing. You can't say no because you are government property. Oh, and good luck with trying to sue or fight back with that system because they'll probably just throw you in jail and still give you whatever they want to give you. Um, If you had a bad boss, then guess what? You are stuck with that person and there is no escape. If they oppress you and abuse you, you just have to deal with it because the military has its own system of justice, punishment, accountability, and yes, there is corruption that's involved within. I've been to Iraq, Afghanistan, Dubai before it became all built up and is what it is today. Uh, was in Korea and a bunch of other places. And most of the time, my enemy came with me. Did you hear me? I said my enemy came with me. The people I had to be concerned about the most were the ones who were supposed to be on my team. Do you all remember that football player? I think his name was Pat Tillman. He played in the NFL, I think for Arizona or something like that, the Cardinals. And I think he decided that he wanted to be patriotic and defend his country and all that. I forgot what war was going on. Maybe it was Iraq. Maybe it was the Twin Towers that we crashed and then blamed them so we can have an excuse to go to war. Maybe that was the one. But he decided that he wanted to be patriotic and he wanted to fight for his country or whatever was going on in his head. So he went ahead and he joined the military. And basically, you know, he got attached to a unit. Um, I think he was out there. I want to say an infantry division. It's kind of fuzzy because I was in the military during that time, but I don't really recall all the details. But he's in the military with a team. I think they're in Afghanistan or Iraq. And what I think happened is they had a little verbal altercation. You know, military, we always talking back and forth, right? I mean, we are talking inside the military. We, we talking trash to each other. And I think it might have went a little too far, right? Obviously, he's a football player. He's, he's a big dude. He's muscular. All these different things, right? And, and maybe the guys that he was talking to didn't appreciate what he was saying, but a little intimidated. And guess what? We all got guns, 
right? So the situation changes when you ain't got to use your fist and you got them guns on you. So um, I can imagine they was talking about how tough they were, et cetera, how tough they were. And then, I mean, he's a big guy, like I said, many accomplishments. Other guys might have felt secure or whatever. And he was killed. And it's believed strongly that he was killed by the soldiers who were there with him on his own team. They set him up, took him up there and killed him, right? Now, we don't need to bring up the countless murders, uh, the countless sexual assaults and other instances that occur in places like Fort Hood, Texas, for instance, that got so bad, they had to change the name in hopes of rebranding the image to continue to hide their atrocities. And remember, the military has its own legal system. So the American justice system, as we know it, it just doesn't apply. That's what that movie, A uh, Few Good Men, was all about, right? A murder and stuff. And it was a real thing that happened, and somebody from the outside tried to come in. And, you know, remember that line, I want the truth, and you can't handle the truth. Everybody likes that line, right? Uh, more like you're not going to get the truth because we don't have to tell you anything, right? We keep everything to ourselves, and that's what we do. I've seen commanders who are married, cheat, with young, single women coming into the military. Almost like having a married CEO of a company, of a large company, cheat with an intern, right? Or, or like when Clinton got caught with Monica Lewinsky, something like that, right? But it happens all the time. I've heard about commanders who sent their men, you know, everybody in the unit, you, you're a commander, you got maybe 100 people under you, and you send them to training, to practice, right? So you go camping so they can learn how to do it and they can practice. And, they, and he sends them there for weeks just so he can go and make the rounds with their wives, Right. Just so you can go sleep with the wives. I mean, that's that's kind of what's going on here. The military breeds corruption. It breeds adultery and it breeds wickedness. People I used to know and, and had, admir had admirations themselves to climb the ladder just so they can get power and abuse that power and take advantage of situations, circumstances and people. So they wanted they just wanted to get rank and authority so they can abuse and have power to do the same corruption that they saw taking place. They wanted to taste that power so bad. Um, married men and women going together over to different countries on deployments and straight being hoes, both of them. You know, I mean, you know, it's hard for people out there because they're single. You're going over there single. You're, you're in a desert for a year. You ain't got nobody. But when you bring your own spouse, you marry to this person, y'all both go over there. You know, and y'all both hoeing around, it's crazy, right? It's just so crazy. Um, you got your partner there with you. People are lonely. Your partner is there and you're still cheating. Women who are married, becoming pregnant. You know, they're married. You leave your husband at home. You go over here to this war and you become pregnant because you don't want to be there in the desert. And also the ratio of men, women to, to men is very insane, right? Like for every one woman, there's like, like 50 or 60 guys trying to holler at her because she's the only woman in town, right? You, you can be, it don't matter what you look like over there. You're a beauty queen instantly and a princess instantly, no matter what you look like here. And you're given all that attention, more attention that you can bear. And, and, and nobody goes home, you understand? So when you deploy, you camp in the desert. So you're with people 24 hours a day. So women are getting that attention 24 hours a day, right? It's, and for some, a lot of them, it's difficult for them to be able to um, adjust to that, to be able to just deal with that. Because literally, you're getting hit on, but you, you ain't going home. The person hitting on you is still there all day and all night. So it's a big, big uh, issue. But, you know, how do you feel if, if you send your wife away and all of a sudden she comes home pregnant and it's not by you? How do you even... You know, it's just it's just crazy stuff. Right. 
Um, and, and so we saw that happen over and over and over again. We give these young people uh, live grenades and ammunition. And that in itself is his own power, right? So when they get upset, like one guy did, and throw a grenade into a tent filled with commanding officers and blew it up and killed all of them, well, I guess it's just part of the military experience. You know, I wasn't one of the lucky ones. When it came to my military service, you know, it only cost me a marriage, the birth of a child, a few missed birthdays, first steps, a couple mood swings, a somewhat manageable PTSD, and really, most of the time, just living in a space of confusion and unmotivation and disconnection from the world around me. Um, that was what it cost me. So I was one of the lucky ones, right? I did get shot at. There were bombs dropped on my location nightly. I got to see some some bloody and injured people up close and personal. And it's not like the TV shows because those guts really hang out and there's nothing pretty. I transported bodies and bloody vehicles. I got abused by my so-called leadership. And I left eight years later with a little bit of bitterness and a little bit of resentment because of, of how deeply I was lied to about this vision that I had about the military. You know, even when you're a kid, right, You it's like a little military plane that you play with, with little jeeps and toys and little army men. And, you know, you're just playing with it, not even recognizing that it's programming you at that age to want to be a part of this dynamic system that they have in place. A Marine recruiter called my daughter uh, recently, and I politely told him not to bother calling anymore because she wasn't going. You know, you know, I live in a, a new neighborhood now, and it's mostly around Caucasian people. And strangely enough, I have never seen a recruiting station or a recruiter in the area at all. Isn't it interesting how they only tend to set up shop and recruit from communities that have people who are minorities living in them? Most of the people, you know, you see that are homeless uh, on the streets, they're kind of military veterans. Uh, some of the people who are out there suffering with mental disorders, unemployment, divorce rates, I mean, alcoholism, drug users, not not all of them, but most of them in there are military veterans. These people gave their lives and put their lives on the line and can't even get a discount at a local business as a sign of appreciation for what they sacrificed and gave to this country and to you. So you can watch your TV. So you can, you know, watch your entertainment propaganda and party and do whatever it else that you do. They fight for this country and then come home and have to fight again just to get some sort of minimal compensation for all the hell they've been through or and all the wounds that they had to suffer that was given to them. And no one cares about it. You know, there is no honor for putting on that uniform to go and fight for someone else's war. They sit back and send you to do what they can't do themselves. Like Heath Ledger said, I think in Batman, something like that, right? If soldier, if a soldier dies in some foreign war, uh, in some land, uh, then no one blinks an eye because it's all part of the plan, right? If military service is really honorable, if they really cared about people who joined the military, then, you know, they would be respected when they returned from war. If you gave your life or put your life on a the line, then everything is covered when you return, right? You have a house with two cars and all bills paid and no taxes for a minimum of years equal to the years you serve. So if I served for five years in the military, I should have five years living tax-free. It just simply makes sense, right? That's the way that it should be done. All bills paid and no taxes for a minimum of years equal to the time you have spent serving in the military. College is covered for life. So guess what? You can go get as many degrees as you want, as well as your family members, because of your service. You also get to choose a life path. 
which would look like, hey, whatever you want to do in life in terms of a career, you get a golden ticket to do whatever career that you want to do and be fully supported until you decide you no longer want or need that support. And when they begin to say, this is the reward for your service. This is how we feel about you. This is uh, what you will receive for your life, for your pain, uh, for your family's worry and concern. Then ask me if you should consider joining the service. But today, this Monday, June 12, 2023, I would have to declare people foolish at best and absent-minded to give so much of yourself for so little in return. There is so much more to say on this topic itself. But that's my time, family. Listen, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you really need to. Time is running out, and I want you to have the opportunity to experience something that you never had before. It doesn't matter uh, what you've done, what your background is, or if you think you don't understand, or you're not worth it, or whatever's happening in your mind. It doesn't really matter. You have to look around and see the world is changing. What are you doing to prepare for what happens next? I've met with countless people in hospital beds who, when they realize it's time, guess what? Everything changes. They want the opportunity. Don't wait. You can take it now. And it doesn't cost you a thing, family. I mean, literally, just moral living and relationship. That's all it costs. So that's my pitch for today. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and support the show. Visit the website at thestephanera.com to hear all the other shows you may have missed from the previous two seasons. And until we meet again next week, uh, much love, grace, and peace. Uh, We out, family, in Jesus' name. Word.